...metal object laid out in the mud, like a bird trapped in cement, or an ancient fossil preserved in the clay. It was like a five-limbed sea creature, bony and white. It was the shape of a human hand. Detective Sergeant Diane Fry stepped out of her car onto the muddy ground, drew her coat tight around her shoulders and wiped the rain from her face. A week before Christmas, and wouldn't you know it, a major inquiry in prospect. Fry slammed the door of her Peugeot. There was only one ray of hope. If the verdict on the age of the body that had been unearthed was recent, the entire division was in for a ruined holiday. If they were lucky, it could prove to be a historic burial, and they could hand it over to the archaeologists and drive off home with shouts of, Have a good Christmas! She called to a uniform officer in a yellow high-vis jacket. Is D.C. Murph in here? Yes, Sergeant. Shall I fetch him? Please. Yes, Christmas. In Fry's experience, there were already far too many families who were unable to regard it as a time for gladness and joy. This time of year had a nasty tendency to bring back memories for people. Recollections of happier times, of opportunities lost, of friends and relatives who had passed on to celebrate Christmas in a better place. But perhaps she was just a bit jaundiced in her view. Personally, she hadn't celebrated Christmas for over a decade, not in a paper hat and cracker turkey and mistletoe sort of way. There had never been a decorated spruce tree standing in the corner of her damp little flat in Grosvenor Avenue, no tinsel over the mantelpiece, no nine lessons and carols on the radio on Christmas morning. She was lucky if she had a present to unwrap, at least one that she hadn't sent to herself for appearance sake. What was there to celebrate? D.C. Gavin Murfin appeared at her side, teetering dangerously on the edge of the mud. The bottom four inches of his trouser legs were rolled up to reveal a pair of green paisley socks and a strip of deathly white flesh. Fry looked away, feeling suddenly queasy. On balance, the sight of a partially decomposed corpse might be preferable. "'Do you think there'll be any overtime on this one, boss?' asked Murfin, as they approached a PVC body tent erected over the makeshift grave. "'You're already rusted for duty over Christmas anyway, aren't you, Gavin?' Murfin looked crestfallen. "Damn." Oh, you're right, I'd forgotten. Murfin was silent as they watched the medical examiner directing a scene of crime officer where to uncover vital parts of the body. The exposed edge of a bone here, a bit of decomposed flesh there. Fry peered over the tape into the grave. The hand that had been exposed by the workman looked fairly fresh, but the torso that was now being painstakingly revealed seemed to be badly decayed. A cold case or a warm one? Fry was unashamedly ambitious. She wanted the next move up the promotion ladder, and for that she needed cases to her credit. Okay, let's move these people back behind the cordon. What are they all doing here, anyway? Uh, the witnesses, Sergeant. All of them? Well, so it seems. Well, get their names and addresses and put them somewhere out of the way, for God's sake. They don't seem to speak English. Oh, Jesus. Rain had begun to fall again. Big, fat drops splattering onto the roof of her car and pitting the already treacherous soft ground. Around her, uniformed and paper-suited figures speeded up their actions, as if suddenly instilled with a newfound sense of urgency. Within a few minutes they were all sheltering against the walls of the farmhouse or sitting in their vehicles. And it was only then that Fry really noticed Pittywood Farm for the first time. She was confronted by a collection of ancient outbuildings leaning at various angles, their roofs sagging, doors hanging loosely on their hinges. Mud ran right up to the walls of the outbuildings and right up to the door of the farmhouse itself. 
The exterior was grimy and flecked with dirt. A bird's nest trailed from a broken gutter. Piles of rubbish were strewn across the dead grass of what might once have been garden. "'Who else is here, Gavin?' she asked in despair. "'Well, the D.I.'s on his way,' said Murfin. "'But in the meantime, it's you and me, boss.' "'D.C. Cooper?' "'What, Ben? He's on a rest day. We don't know where he is.' "'Strange,' said Fry. "'This is exactly his sort of place.' Crouching uncomfortably, Detective Constable Ben Cooper studied the withered object carefully. In all his years with Derbyshire Constabulary, including seven in CID, he'd never seen anything quite like this. There had been plenty of dead bodies, some of them long dead, others nice and fresh, and some of them perhaps not quite dead after all, but this. The flesh had shriveled away from the fingers, leaving them thin, but not quite skeletal. The fact that there was still a layer of leathery skin shrunk tight to the fingers somehow made it worse.